Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Tezayin. However, we're starting Tesvav on Rebbe's. Two words from the end of the line. We're in the middle of discussing the comparison between glassware and earthenware. We had said that the Chum made a takana, the glassware is makabotoma because it's similar to earthenware. And now the Gemara asks, Elamayata, if that's so, Leilatimu Megabon. So then the glassware should not be makabotoma on its outside. Alamatanan, why is it that we learned in the Mishnah, Klecher Suchle Neser, earthenware Kalim, Neser is a type of white earthenware like ceramic, Tomas and Shave, they have equal types of ability to contract Toma. Metamin umi tamin rehan. They can become Tame and be Metami something else from the airspace. If something Tame is hung in the airspace of this earthenware Kali, so then it will be Metami the entire vessel. And then if something Tahar is subsequently hung inside the airspace, it will become Tame even though it didn't touch the walls. Umi tamin rehan. And it become can become tummy from its exterior, meaning if there's some sort of indentation on the outside of the keli, for example, the bottom of a wine bottle has an indentation on the underside of the keli, something hung in its airspace, it will also become tame. But it doesn't become tame on the outside, that if something touches the outer walls of these earthenware kalim, they do not become tame. And by breaking them or perforating them, making them unusable, that will be metaharit. So our diak is, is that these types of earthenware Kalim is that they have the t- similar types of toma, but something else not, meaning the glassware will be makabal toma not outside, leading us to a problem. Is glassware similar to earthenware or not? So the Gemara says, you're right. Amri, since when glassware is broken, I can melt it down and put it back together again so it can be fixed as opposed to earthenware. We cannot do this. So therefore we compared it to metal kalim. And therefore, it will become tummy if something touches the outside. Ask the Gemara El if that's so, Yachsul Tomas and Yishana. So then we should revert it back to its original stage of Toma, Kichli Matchais, just like metal Kalim. And we're going to explain this on the Ahmed Beis of the Gemara. Ditnan, the Mishnah tells us, Kli Matchais, Pshutainim Kablayan, their flatware and their vesselware, such as a bowl or a cup, Timayan, can contract Toma. Nishtabru, if it's broken, Taharu, so then it becomes Tahar. Chaz Rasman Kalim, if you pieced it back together now, Chazul Tomas and Yishana. So now it reverts back to its original Toma. But regarding glassware, it says, wooden vessels and leather vessels, and vessels made out of bone, and glassware, so their flatware is tahar, it can't be makabotoma anyway. Umakablehan and their vesselware, tameyan, could be makabotoma. Nishtabruf, it gets broken, taharus, and now it's tahar. Chazervasman kalim, if you repiece it back together, makablehan toma mikanolaba, it could now contract toma from now and on, mikanolaba in, it could contract toma from now and on, lemafreya. But retroactively, we don't apply old Toma. Why not? I thought that glassware is like metalware. So the Gemara says, you're right. Thomas Klee's Chuches Rabbanon. The fact that glassware could be Makabal Toma in the first place is only a Din Rabbanon. And the fact that something is reverted back to its original stage of Toma is also Din Rabbanon. So with Toma Dairaisa, when we're discussing something that contracts Toma Dairaisa, Sachisubar Rabbanon Toma. So then the Rabbanon will impose this Din of reverting it back to its original stage of Toma. But Batum Drabanan, when the whole Toma when the whole ability for this type of vessel to contract Toma is only Drabanan, so Toma. So then the Rabbanan will not impose this type of Toma Yeshana upon it. Ask the Gemara, Pshutain Mio Litma. So at least say that the flatware 
of glass should be makabel tumah. Because flat metal flatware is makabel tumah, so glass flatware should be makabel tumah, and that's not like a double gzera. So the Gemara says you're right. However, avdi buhura banan hakera, the rabbanan decided to make a distinction between glassware and flatware. So that we don't end up thinking it's a vade toma, so that a person won't end up burning chumer kachim that touched a tame glassware that which is flat, and therefore we decide we have to make some sort of distinction. So over here, right now, the stage we're holding this Gemara is that glassware is somewhat comparable to earthenware and somewhat comparable to metalware. However, Tezayin Amud Beis, the Gemara tells us, Ravashi Amar Ravashi gives an alternative answer. Really, glassware is comparable to earthenware and not comparable to metalware at all. We had the problem, so then why is it that glassware becomes tame on the outside, which seemingly shows that it's similar to metalware? The answer is no. Since the inside is like the outside, since it's glass, so it's see-through, so the inside and the outside looks like the exact same thing. Therefore, we extend the halachas of the inside of this keli to the outside of the keli, and therefore they give them kabotama, a special unique din. However, they really are compared far more to earthenware than they are to metalware. Continues the Gemara, Shemim Shetach Tiken Ksuba Le'isha V'gazer Toma Al-Klematchas. Shemim Shetach had decreed that a woman receives a Ksuba and that metalware can be Mechabal Toma. Ask the Gemara, Klematchas Dairaisa Nenu. That's a Din Dairaisa that they're Mechabal Toma. He didn't have to be guys or anything. Dechsev, it says in the Pasuk regarding the war that the Bnei Yisrael fought with Midian, Achazazav, Esakasef, except for the gold and the silver and all the metalware that we brought back from the war had to be undergo a process of Tama. So the Gemara says, you're right. His Gezera was regarding Tom Yeshana, old Tama. There's a story with Shaltzin Amalka, who was the sister of Shem Ben Shatach, the wife of Yanei HaMelech. She made a feast for her son, and at this feast, all of her kalim became Tameh. She broke them, and she gave them to the smith, and he resoldered them back together. And he made brand new kalim from them. And said, they got to revert back to the original Tameh, and they're still Tameh. My Tameh, why would they be Gazadis? Because as a safeguard for the Mechatas, we know that when something becomes Tameh, Tomas Mace, so then it has to undergo a seven day process of purification and it has to be sprinkled with the Mechatas. And so we're afraid that if people have this easy way out, that they could just break the Kaili and have it repieced back together, so then we're going to forget about this mitzvah in the Torah or this halacha from the Torah that we're supposed to undergo this process of Mechatas. That's why they were guys that. As the Gemara, That's okay according to the Manda Amr that says this whole takana of Tomi Yeshana of old Toma was only referring to something that became Tame with Tomas Mace. So then it's there's a safeguard to prevent us from forgetting about the Mechatas. Shapir, so then it's a good takana. Elamanda Amru Lachalha Tomas Amru, that any type of Toma that metal Kaili contracts, it will revert back to its original Toma if it's broken, repieced back together. Mayakal Amemar, why would they make this takana? What's the point of it? Amr Abai says, you're right. Gzeir Shemalei Kabene Mechdei Tarasai, perhaps a person is not going to perforate it enough to render it Tahar. We know that it needs to be perforated the size of a pomegranate to render it completely unusable. And we're afraid that the person himself who owns this vessel is is not going to be scrupulous enough to do it properly. So we say, you know what, forget about it. Breaking it and putting it back together will do nothing for you. 
Rava Amar Rava says it's a different reason for the Takana Gzeira. Someone else that sees you having this keli, he's going to think that dunking it in the mikvah and using it on the same day is okay. We know that when something becomes tame, it has to be dunked into the mikvah, but it also needs hair of shemesh. It needs to wait till the end of the day to, in order for me to be allowed to use it. And we're afraid that if someone breaks the keli and puts it back together, someone else that sees it isn't going to know that he broke it and put it back together. He's going to think that he dunked it in the mikvah and that he's using it on the same day so that other fellows going to make a mistake. So the Gemara says, my bay now. So what's the difference between a bay and rav reason for the Takana, the Gemara says, is where a person completely flattens it out and then rebuilds it. So according to Rava, they were afraid that someone else will make the mistake. So in this case, we're not afraid then that the other person is going to be mistaken because the other person is going to see that it's completely brand new Kaylee because when something's flattened out and rebuilt, obviously it's a completely new thing than from the previous the previous vessel. However, according to Rava, the reason for the Takana was because the owner of the vessel himself is not going to fix it up properly. So there's no difference if he flattens it out or if he just makes a hole in it. In both instances, we're afraid that he will not be scrupulous enough to fix it up properly. And therefore, regardless of if he flattens it or if makes a hole in it, it's not good enough. You need to undergo the proper Tahara process. Continues the Gemara. What's another one of these 18 Takanas that we had mentioned were made? We had mentioned nine so far, and let's see a tenth. The Gemara says, Denan, we have a Mishnah. A person takes a vessel and he places it underneath a drain pipe in order to catch rainwater in it. Whether it's a large or small vessel, I feel clay avanim, even if it's stoneware, clay adama, mudware, clay glalim, or dungware, it's made out of animal dung, mikvah. that water which is caught in this vessel is going to passel the mikvah because it's going to be considered ma'im shuvim drawn water. This is also regarding a person who placed it there intentionally to catch rainwater, or he placed it there and then forgot it there and didn't really have any intention to catch rainwater, it's still considered ma'im shuvim. says that if a person put it there and forgot it there, so then it's tahar and that's not going to passel the mikvah as Maim Shuvim. Amra Meir, and Meir says, Nimnu Varabu, Beshamai Beshil. This is one of the cases that we took a vote, we counted, and Beshamai was more than Beshilil. That was one of our cases, says the Gemaru, Maidin Beshamai, but Beshamai will agree to Beshil, Beshechech, Bechatzer, when a person forgot his vessel, just open in the courtyard, not under a drain pipe. Shehutar, that any rainwater that's caught by this vessel is not going to be considered. Maim Shuvim because the person didn't have any intention to catch his rainwater in a vessel. Amr of Yesir, Yesir says no. The Machlekes still stands, meaning this is not one of those 18 things. Beis Hill was not over outnumbered by Beishamai, the Machlekes still continued. Amr of Mesharshia, the Bey Rav Amri, the Bey Rav said, Hakal Maidim, everyone agrees. When he placed this vessel at the time when the clouds are gathered together, meaning when it's overcast and it's about to rain, that any water that's caught by this vessel is considered tame, meaning it can pass mikvah. If he put it there when rain clouds had dispersed, everyone agrees that it's tar because he had no intention to catch any water because it didn't seem like it was going to rain. Is he placed the vessel there when the sky was overcast, and then the clouds dispersed, and then they came back. Mar Savar, Beis Hill holds, that his original intent 
to catch this rainwater now is nullified because the moment the clouds dispersed, he thought to himself, oh, forget about it, it's not going to rain. Umar Savar and Beis Shammai holds his original intent was not nullified and therefore once the rain clouds came back, this fellow says, oh, good, now it's going to rain into my vessel and once again, any rain caught in his vessel is going to pass a mikvah. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yaisi, the Amr Machlekes, Adan Medes, Rabbi Yaisi had told us that this is a Machlekes between Beis Shammai and Beis Hill and Beis Shammai did not outnumber Beis Hill in this thing. So, Batsri Luhu, so we're missing one of the cases of these 18 Xeros. So, Amr of Nachabar Yitzlak, you're right. Nice Kusim, Nidis Mary Sassan, Bebeim Gazru, they were Nigzar on that day that a daughter of a Kusi is going to be considered a Nida from the day that she is born. We know that the Kusim were a sect of people that lived in Eretz Yisrael, and due to many lion attacks upon their population, they decided to become Gerim. However, the Machlekes, whether or not they're real Gerim or not, we know that there was many halachas that they were very strict with. And one of the halachas that they did keep very well was the halachas of Nida. However, they only believed that a girl who was 12 and up could become an Ida. They didn't follow the Chachamim that even a girl under 12 years old and even a baby could become an Ida. And therefore, we have to be Chayshesh. This Takana was made that even a one-day-old baby female Kusi is going to be considered Nida. Possibly she saw a discharge and her parents were not going to tell us because they didn't think that this girl's a Nida. Therefore, we have to be Chayshesh for this. Benais Kusi is going to be a Nida from her Arisa, from her crib, meaning from when she is a one-day-old baby. Everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic day.